again, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-host, Pig. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. That was very southern hey boy, for you to say, hey, boy. What can I say? I'm from, I'm from southern Pennsylvania. Um, our other co-host, Knob, is currently out on assignment this evening. That is correct. He is out on official Help on the Way podcast reporting news uh, as he is uh, live boots on the ground coverage of the Billy String set at Peach. It's a Peach Festival, I guess. Peach Fest. Um, this, I guess these are actually all week or the weekend. All weekend, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's there just for Billy Strings. So he is there on site at Montage Mountain for this weekend's Peach Fest starting, which is tonight, uh, June 30th, the night we are recording. Uh, he is seeing Billy Strings. So our next episode, we will get some live in-person reactions from Knob. I think we're going to go live on the scene with him in our Channel 6 section. I think we have. I uh, think we're going to cut in. Gonna, we're going to try. That is, we're going to try. We'll see. We'll see if, if, if there's Billy will let us. At, there's nothing after this, then that didn't happen, but we will see. <laughs> so speaking of our Channel 6 News segment, um, since we last spoke, there have been another set of Dead & Company shows. Um, there have been five, and they kicked off uh, June 22nd at Riverbed, Cincinnati. And they had two nights at Wrigley, that was June 24th, and June 25th in Wrigley Field in Chicago. And then the 28th and 29th, one was in Noblesville, Indiana. And then the 29th um, was in Pine Knob. And coming up, actually, let me just look at this on the fly. I'm yep. not sure where they're at tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, tomorrow they are in Bethel and then Gillette the next day. So make it their waste. We are past the halfway point of the Dead & Company tour. With only eight shows left, nine shows left. Yeah. Yeah. So and they've been playing great. It's, yeah. it's been quite the tour. I, th I think they're doing some of their best stuff. I really like. Um, really, everyone. Everyone seems to be on an, on another uh, level, and they're you know the song selection is great, and they all seem to be playing awesome with each other. I've been able to catch a little bit more. Uh, since they're making their way east, and uh, I forget what show it was, but um, I'm a bassist, and you know one of the things that most bassists hate to do is play a solo. But I even appreciated, or listened to a bass solo. But I even appreciated O'Teal's solo. I think it was in Cincinnati. I want to say, uh, but he took a solo, and it was it was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, generally these guys are just really on fire, really on on another level, even than they've been in years past. So. Not to be missed, um, this uh, this tour. Yeah, highlights for me. Um, it's hard for me to pick out and choose certain moments from certain shows because it kind of all runs together for me once the show kind of happens. Yeah, couch tour. When it's in the middle of couch tour. Uh, but June 29th, uh, they dove into a bust out of supplication, um, which absolutely came out of nowhere um wow i was really excited for that um no lazy lightning unfortunately um i think it was uncle john's band supplication uncle john's band 
um, which really just came out of nowhere. That was the first time yeah. in a while where I was like, wow. Um, as well as Bobby and John seem to have a little onstage spat at um, Noblesville yeah. um, during um, Taylor Saint. Uh, but however, all things seem to be well once again in Dead and Company world. So, yep. uh, yeah, we're looking forward to checking back in with Knob and uh, getting some of his show reactions as well, because I'm almost positive he probably has certain songs and moments from each show probably highlighted and starred. But yeah, so far, yeah. Dead, and Company, Dead and Company 2022 tour so far has been um wonderful absolutely wonderful so far yep um also since the last time we checked in fig you went to go see arc star orchestra and i think at the shore right yeah it was um, down in seaside heights uh which is one of the shore towns on the jersey shore they have a boardwalk and they have a venue that they've set up um and it's right surfside like literally like you come in and the venue is the beach and the right side of the venue is uh, the Atlantic Ocean. So if you wanted to just listen to Dark Star and, I don't know, swim or put your feet in the water or, you know, do a luau to, um, to you know, uh, while, you know, dancing to Dark Star, you could do that. Um, <clears throat> it was an interesting show. Um, I don't think it was one of their best and and they're allowed not to have good nights Uh, i've seen them multiple multiple times and i usually love what they do uh this was an elective show so it wasn't like they were emulating you know the band from one era or another and i will say that generally speaking the whole show was a bit of a letdown a bit of a letdown for a couple reasons uh first of all the they come out and well let me let me just kind of set the scene a little bit a little better, because it's it's a beach show. Okay, it's not like a regular auditorium, right? So you get you know you get wind. Okay, a lot of wind. Um, there the speaker placement was not great, so you weren't like enveloped in sound like you would if you were inside. Um, also, because there was wind, there was a lot of like. Um, the the sound would would come in and out and you know the loudness would would actually come in and out so it was just kind of an awkward kind of situation to be listening to uh, grateful dead music uh some other awkward stuff was that instead of the stage being in the center of the kind of auditorium space um it was actually to the left so it was farthest away from the ocean that it could be which makes sense from the sense that standpoint that you know you don't want the stage to get washed away by a killer wave but it was just weird because everyone always had to kind of look to their left to see the band uh but then also to also to the left was the uh beer and merch tents so those were casting out lines into the ga space where everyone was trying to dance and kind of boogie and it's hard to boogie when people are standing in line you know you know right there in front of you so it's just kind of like an awkward situation <clears throat> made awkward by the set list. So just, you know, some of the stuff was derived. Some of the stuff was like, I kind of got where they, where they were going. Some of the stuff was just like fourth tier Grateful Dead songs, just like one after another. And, you know, for me, it, it was, you know, okay. Cause I knew the songs. Uh, I was there with some friends who aren't as great Grateful Dead fans. And um, my friend's wife, in fact, was, she's kind of interested in them. It was her first time into foraying into um, that kind of scene. So I felt a little bit bad for her. 
Um, so they come out and they said that someone in the Grateful Dead scene they know has passed away and they want to play a song for them. And they play Box of Rain. And that makes sense. That's fine. Um, not a great way to start the show. Like kind of a downer, right? And then they go into Man Smart, Woman Smarter. And this was, of course, just the day after uh, the Dobbs decision comes out, which overturns Roe v. Wade. And, you know, it's on the nose. And, and the other thing is that Dead & Company already did Man Smart, Woman Smarter when, uh, the day after Dobbs came out. Or maybe it was the day of. So, kind of derived. We go to Ramble on Rose, into When I Paint My Masterpiece, into Loser, which was a highlight, into Cumberland Blues, into Broken Arrow, a lot of Phil, a lot of Phil stuff, into Deal. So, in that first set, like, you're getting Loser and you're getting Deal. Cumberland Blues was fun. You know, the, the rest was like, okay. Um, and then they take a really long set break. And then set two comes out. Uncle John's band, one of the highlights was Mission in the Rain, which was pretty cool. I, I kind of would be interested to see if Dead & Company would ever dip their feet into Jerry Garcia band uh, output like Mission in the Rain, because it's a beautiful song. I don't see any reason why they couldn't do it. They just haven't done it yet, to my knowledge. And then they, they kind of go on this foray. They play Karina, and then they play Unbroken Chain. And it's just like, what are we doing here? Um, and that leads to Drums in Space. And, you know, this is not Mickey Hart with the, um, um, with, with the beam. This is just, you know, whoever their drummer is doing kind of Fruity Loops kind of stuff. Just, it wasn't very interesting. And honestly, at that point, uh, we had to leave. And all I missed was, this was, would have been cool to see, was Low Spark of the High Heel Boys, which was Traffic Cover. Uh, it's a cool song. But again, it's kind of a downer song. It's kind of low tempo. And that goes to Throwing Stones on the nose about politicians playing with our lives. Into Morning Dew. So the whole thing was just the very downer of a set. And, and like, I don't, I'm not trying to complain. Like, I know that they're allowed to express themselves. This is, you know, their own thing. This was an elective. This is what they wanted to do. But it was just, um, for a lot of reasons, it, it left me kind of wanting more for a beachfront, you know, Saturday night, uh, Jersey Shore kind of uh, setting. So, um, an interesting night with the Dark Star Orchestra. Not the best night I've ever had with the Dark Star Orchestra. Yeah, I would feel the same way. Um, yeah. I was at a beach show, and that was the set list. Um, so, I don't blame you for having those yeah. thoughts and feelings on that at all. Um and as personally, not the first negative review I've heard of Dark Star Orchestra. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I would totally see them again. I, I would love to see them um, again. I just you know, this was not the night for Dark Star, especially when they're playing Broken Arrow, Karina, yeah. Unbroken Chain, Into yeah. Drums in Space. It's like, what are you doing? Just like, give me something, give me something good. Like, you you can literally take any of the Grateful Dead songs and and play it, and you're giving me, like, third, fourth tier songs. Come on! Just give me something. Yeah. I just want to boogie down. I don't want to be bummed. Anyway, that was my... That's my <laughs> review of the Seaside Heights Dark Star Orchestra, June 25th, 2022 set list. Um, I wonder if so, that's on the archive. You could probably go back and, and re-listen to well, that. Well, someone was taping it. Yeah, someone, someone had snuck it? in... Yeah, someone had snuck in some recording stuff. Uh, I don't know what you'll hear except for, you know, uh, a, lot, a lot of wind and some bird sounds. Because, um, again, it just wasn't that loud. So it was like a, you know, it was a 
good idea, but the execution, you know, was kind of weak. And then it just didn't work with Darkstar. And Darkstar wasn't really, you know, cooperating either. So, bit, bit of a bit of a downer. Maybe we should check in with Nob. Before we head into the main event of May 17th, 1977, we do have some word live, or, or rather, we have word coming in from a Peach Festival currently. Live on the ground. Live on the ground, boots on the ground at Peach Festival. And uh, Nob states that if Samantha Fish is in town, see her. And uh, I must say, I had no idea who that person was. Um, I can so only I imagine think, it's some sort of humanoid fish person. Um, I thought it was a meme. I, uh, oh, like, like <laughs> what is this meme? Uh, but no, it's very much a person. Uh, it's very much a blues singer. Okay. Uh, and she was at Peach Fest uh, literally two hours ago, um, which probably was when he told us that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. In fact, I'm going to send this into our chat so you can see what they sent of her so you can get a visual um, okay is she a humanoid fish person um you may have some fish type features if this were bojack (laughs) horseman she would just be like a fish person there is i know people can't see the instagram links we are sharing on the podcast but uh yeah that apparently samantha fish and if you are in town, according to Nob, better go see her. By the way, what a beautiful weekend for uh, Peach Fest. I mean, the weather yes. is its hot during the day, but lovely at night. Low humidity. Very rare for a, uh East Coast summer. Um, so I hope Nob's really enjoying himself because yeah. uh, that's that's ideal um, you know, festival weather. And, and, and I guess tomorrow night is uh, J-Red? Um... No, let me take a look. Dark Star Peach Fest? I don't know. I don't, I'm right. sure they are, probably. Um, oh, tonight's Billy. Tonight's Billy. Oh, set time. Oh, Black Crows. Trey Anastasio band. Goose is playing. And then J-Rad yeah. is playing. J-Rad. Very cool. Trey Goose Saturday. Marco Benevento's playing solo. Got some Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin evening. Sounds like fun. And I know we are a Grateful Dead centric podcast, but I would feel uh, some type of way without mentioning the fact that it has been a jam band week um, in New York City with Trey um, Anastasio and. him sitting in. Um, first, he sat in with Goose um, in Radio City Music Hall, and I will be the first to admit I have literally not heard a lick of Goose in my entire life. You played some Goose, Goose, I thought, on your Twitch channel. Yeah, because I'm sure someone just told me to, and I wanted to be trendy and hip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't we all? But um, every reaction to that was just like people going nuts. Um, then just last night he sat in. Um, Trey sat in with Billy um, at Pier 19, I think, in New York. Um, cool. He's just making the rounds <laughs> this week and, and sitting in. And it really, I don't think he's going to sit in with Billy tonight at Peach Fest. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know it. Um, 
kind of makes you I mean, want to watch a little bit more because you never know. He's headlining on Saturday, so maybe he's not there yeah. yet. I don't know. I don't. I want to think he's there yet, but what a cool, what a cool time for Nob. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And and Nob Nob posted uh, into the little thread here. She said he said that um, Samantha Fish blew me away. She shreds. So we have to listen to Samantha Fish. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe, we, we, maybe next week we will become Samantha, a Samantha Fish podcast. The Samantha Fish podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, this week's main event was a famed May 1977 show, but not Ooh. that May 77 show. This was May 17th, 1977. That was a Tuesday in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. University of Alabama. Um, and when it say it, it was a heater. Um, was it the was it the as best, expected? Was it the best May 77 show? Probably not. Is this the best show I think we've listened to so far? Yes. Let, Ooh, <laughs> let's, wow. let's go into um our reviews of may 17th 1977 um set one we'll just jump into this here uh this is a long, long set one long yeah long, long show so excuse yeah, me for show. the uh word uh, everything that's about to come out of my mouth here um set <laughs> one started with new minglewood blues into mississippi half step uh then we had el paso they love each other uh, Jack Straw, Jack Rowe. Back to back Jacks. Like, yeah, they have back to back Jacks. Uh, looks like Rain, uh, Tennessee Jed, uh, Passenger, High Time, Big River, Sunrise, and then Scarlet Fire. Um, Fig, what were your thoughts on set number one? Uh, set number one was pretty awesome, as you could imagine from a May 77 show. I um, was really happy that we got this random show. Uh, I think it was the first 77 we've had in a while. It was probably the first May 77 show I've ever seen on on the um, with the project that I've developed. Um, so it was really cool to listen to, and it's actually one that uh, I'm somewhat unfamiliar with. Uh, I believe I had the Dick's Picks from... The uh, shows that are following this in uh, Atlanta and then uh, Pembroke Pines in Florida, um, which, in my opinion, are actually a lot better than this show. However, that being said, um, this was a really cool one to explore. Um, I look forward to listening to it even um, a little bit more just because, hey, it's May 77, why not? So you get New, Bo- New Minglewood, which is just a blist- blistering opener, very reminiscent of uh, Cornell um, for uh, New Minglewood. Um, of course, Cornell famously opens with, with Minglewood. And then you get a half step, uh, which is just one of those uh, beautiful, famous uh, 77 Mississippi half steps with a huge build and huge release. And they just kind of keep doing that over and over. And it's just a fantastic half step. Um, El Paso, I have nothing much to say. I wrote that it exists. Uh, they Love Each Other is slow, but it's very nice. And we get into Jack Straw, Jack Row, uh, which I just have, you know, saying that this is just a fire, great tempo. Um, looks like rain is very pretty. Um, and um, a very nice looks like rain. Uh, passenger, I'm not a huge fan of Passenger, to be honest with you, but the interesting thing here is that it's actually the second ever ver- uh, you know, Passenger that they played. 
Uh, high Time was a highlight of set one. I have a star next to it. Um, uh, some some great uh, harmonies with Donna Jean and, and Jerry there. Um, uh, just some phenomenal stuff. Big River, I thought, was, was a highlight as well. Just Jerry just threading. Just a ripper of a Big River. And then uh, Sunrise is one that I probably like more than most. And I thought this was um, a really good Sunrise. I thought it was a really good... Um, expression of uh of donna of uh, what she can do and i just wrote that it was big because she got really big on this song with her singing and then we get to a scarlet fire so interestingly you know we're used to a scarlet fire being this suite that starts set two but uh here on may 17th 1977 we get a scarlet fire ending set one and um i think i prefer my scarlet fires to start set two you could tell that they were kind of flagging there's not too much creativity here in either Scarlet or Fire. Um, I felt like the band was kind of playing hot potato with who wants to take the lead with the creativity uh, in the transition between Scarlet and Fire and then the jam sections there. And Jerry kind of had the potato for a long time and didn't do much with it. Um, interestingly, he kind of started... The most interesting thing he did precipitated the band going into Fire, um, which actually got a lot better. So... Uh, the fire was really cool. It's a very long one, 15 minutes. Um, so the fire was better than the scarlet, and the transition right before fire, uh, things started to get really interesting. So that was my set one. Again, it's a long set one. It's a beautiful set one, a great sound because it's a Betty board, and it's all right there available for you on the archive. I suggest you listen to it. My probably, you know, my highlight is high time. What are your thoughts, game? I'm gonna pretty much echo. Um, okay. And I, hate, and I and I hate to be the echo chamber. Uh, I know we but, need to have like an echo uh, effect for when you want to echo. I like agree. I'm just gonna echo, echo, echo. Um, <laughs> that one was great. Um, yeah. Powerful start with with New Minglewood. Um, there is something about the Betty Board '77 sound. Yeah. Just as like warm. Yeah, like it's cr- like it, a hug. It, it's so good, and it's like okay, like we're in this, and um, and it works with what the band was doing at the time. Like the, there's this frenetic, you know, probably cocaine fueled kind of uh, energy that you know that that works with with what Betty was doing at the time, and it just creates these awesome, awesome uh, recordings. It's amazing my, that we have access to it. And my big example of that is actually a set two example. Um, where I think recording really jumps off my mood. Uh, but back into set one, um, really enjoyed Minglewood and Mississippi Half Step. Um, Paso was just there. They could have shaved four minutes and 20 seconds off of the set, <laughs> um, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Jack Straw and Jack Arrow, really good. Um, I am not the biggest Donna Jean and in the world i enjoy those youtube videos where it's donna ruins every plane in the band and it's just <laughs> her screaming i didn't um, think she ruined anything tonight i thought she was great with that being said i loved passenger <laughs> passenger okay. passenger was just like oh shit like donna's here um yeah and fair. it was it was great um it was great. I, I loved it. Um, one of the comments on Archive 
that Donna Jean should be in the Southern Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, yeah, she's got that voice. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I never really thought of it that way. For Southern Rock. Yeah, I never really thought of her that way, but yeah. Um, I think that's I, what she, where she got her start. Like she was doing backup singing in Muscle Shoals and for Elvis and stuff. So I think I think she definitely has those Southern roots. Um, then High Time is always um, always a favorite of mine. I remember I posted earlier today where I don't know if I just like every high time or if this was an exceptionally good high time. Uh, but since you um, also pointed this one out, I'm going to say this was an exceptionally good high time. It was an exceptionally uh, good high time. Big River was good. Uh, Sunrise, um, not as good as Passenger, in my opinion, uh, but also different tempo, different everything. Um, and then, yeah, um, I like my Scarlet, and, and, I, and, I, and I hate to be like, Scarlet Fire needs to be a set two opener, and that's it. Um, it doesn't always need to be a set two opener, I just think it needs to be in set two. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, thing they led up to set one wasn't leading into ending it with Scarlet Fire. Um, yeah, maybe I would have felt different in May 1977. Um, yeah, this was just kind of like here as opposed to like experience or like a story or like a journey sure. in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Really just like, OK, it's just two songs. Uh, right. Do, do we want to rate? Our Scarlet Fire now? Yeah. Or do we yeah, want to do that at the end of the, um, No, let's We're talking about Scarlet Fire. Let's, yeah, let's I'll, go, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Um, any Scarlet Fire is better than nothing. Um, and any Scarlet Fire is better than I would say most of other music in the world, in my opinion. Uh, but this just, didn't, this just didn't do it for me all that much. It's still, it still was great, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this one a five. This is okay, smack wow. dab in the middle. Five middle of the road, fuss, car fire. Yeah, I, I'm going to kind of agree with you. Like you know, it, 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 I'm going to give it a five as well. Um, that was the number that was in my head. Um, you know, I listened to it a couple times and it didn't get past a five. Uh, but that being said, it's amazing music, and I fucking love listening to Scarlet Fire. Um, so even a five, it should be a five hundred. Um, it's just a skewed. You know, rating system, um, but you know, rated against other Scarlet Fires, it's very middle of the road. Uh, it wasn't bad. Um, it was actually very long. It was almost a half hour of Scarlet Fire there. So um, definitely something to listen to, but not the best if you're just looking for Scarlet Fires. Into set number two, we had Samson and Delilah, uh, Bertha, Good Lovin', Brown Eyed Women, Estimated Prophet. Terrapin Station, playing in the band, Rums, Orf Rat, playing in the band, and then an encore of Sugar Magnolia. I'll go ahead and jump right into the set two. Um, Eartha is what really um, jumped out of the virtual music speakers for me today. Um, Yeah. Really was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. that's well, a birth of good loving too. Yeah, big, 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 big energy um, to kick Bertha yeah. off. 
and kind of think if if you kick Bertha off with high energy, and this even goes for 2022 dead, if it started yeah. with crazy high energy, it stays with high energy and tempo. Um, and this was definitely that. I loved Bertha was probably, of everything here in set two, uh, Bertha was probably my highlight. Because <laughs> um, nice. it just just popped. Um, Lovin' was great. Uh, Brown-Eyed Women, I normally don't consider that second set song. Yeah. Um, but it was nestled in nicely here for me. It worked. Um, estimated. Um, I love Estimated Profit. This probably wasn't my favorite Estimated of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but still good. Really good. Um, Terrapin playing in the band. Great. Um, drums was drums to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warfrat good. Playing in the band, excellent. And how can you be upset with an encore of Sugar Mags in 1977? Yeah. Um, excellent set all the way around. For me, my highlight of set two was Bertha. Uh, what were your thoughts on set two, Fig? Um, I'm going to echo. No, um, <laughs> I don't have too much to say, actually, about set two. I thought set one was better. Um you know, I'm a big fan of a lot of what they did in set two. I actually really like how they started. So Samson Delida into Bertha, into Good Love, and with a huge tempo. Jerry playing his heart out for all those. Um, so I thought, you know, that was an, a great way to start the set. Um, kind of a personal anecdote while listening. I was in my car. I was actually driving to a Phillies game. And so I was like stuck in traffic on 95. And Samson Delida comes. And all of a sudden I hear like like sirens or I didn't realize it was sirens. I thought it was Donna. And I was like, what is she doing? Why is she doing this? And I, and at first I was like, kind of like grooving to it. I was like, okay, Donna. Yeah. Like woo woo do that. And it was a fire truck about like three cars behind me trying to get through. <laughs> so I had to uh, pull over. Uh, it was not Donna Jean doing her thing. It was uh, an emergency vehicle. Um, but um, I liked what they were doing to start uh, set two. Brian Eyed Women was actually very uh, slow and deliberate. Um, so if you're a Brian Eyed Women fan, um, you know, definitely want to listen to just because they played it very well. Uh, Prophet Terrapin um, playing in the band uh, sandwich there. I don't have much to say. I mean, I don't think the Terrapin was the best. I think they maybe had gotten a little bit bored of it um, at this point. But um, they would play it better a couple days later um, in uh, either Atlanta or Florida. I forget which one. Um, so, so maybe not, uh, the Warfrat I, th- I thought was really good too. And, um, yeah, not a whole lot to say, but it's a uh, set too, but it was a great set list and uh, I like what they were doing. All right. So we have, before we get into our book of the dead thoughts for this evening, we do have one Reddit comment, Midnight Roads, um, and he flat out states, this is straight up my favorite dead show. Hmm. Sped up Big River is an all timer for me. And yeah, as cool. an Alab and as an Alabamian War Eagle, it brings me joy that our fair state hosted such an incredible show during uh, such an iconic time for the band. Um I have to agree with that little statement there at the end. When I first became a fan of the Grateful Dead, um, which in for terms of us communicating and speaking 
was all not that long ago, just maybe six, seven, eight years ago. Um, I found out and realized that they played here uh, in the mid '80s here in Harrisburg. Oh yeah, uh, you, you you can find um, yeah something on YouTube like a like a little clip from uh, I think ABC WHTM local news about them on yeah. City Island. <laughs> and, and it all, blows, all the hippies on City Island blows me away to be like yeah it does it it is interesting was like and and for me to like get to where they would be. It's like eight minutes down the road. Like it is like it's not far. And that just like it blows me away that like A, one point such major bands came so close. It seems like and maybe they still do come and I'm what just do you mean? not City Island in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania is the big times man. That's <laughs> where the Harrisburg Senators play. That is right. But I mean even like, you know, Hershey don't really consider like well, Hershey was. I'm I'm surprised Den and Company played Hershey. To be honest with you, I am too. Yeah. Um. Just because it's like, in my mind, major acts don't go to Hershey. Right, uh, and it was the COVID summer, so you would think that they would like, yeah. you know, avoid the middle, you know, the the medium sized areas and just stick with yeah. Philly or Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was um, interesting. And, and like the people who are at Hershey this summer, like I have no desire to see any of them. Right. Um, so the fact that uh, for him, he had a May 77 show in his home, you know, area. It's a killer. Like it would be amazing yeah, if cool. like the, if the dead was like, you know, May 77 city Island, it'd be like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Well, it's like, just cool. They, the dead brought the heat from the Northeast down to down right. South. And, and if you listen yeah. to, I mean, I, I love the Dix picks from, um, uh, uh, you know, Pembroke and uh, and the Atlanta shows. Just, just so much heat. Just so good. So, all all of May '77, really. But uh, this is definitely part of that. Right. So, uh, for which set we want to feature at the end of this podcast, um, I think. You probably know where I'm going to go with this, so I'm going to let you vote first because I don't think we're going to disagree. Um, which well, why, don't we, set... why don't we type it at the same time and then we'll All see right. what it is? We will, we will do that uh, on the count of <laughs> the count of one. We will type in our number. Okay. One. <laughs> it's one. Why oh, it's one? Oh, wow. It's a one. Look at that. Um, set. Interestingly, one. one has that Scarlet Fire that we're not crazy about, but. Overall, I thought it was the better set, um, and just just kind of better played. Um, although that Samson Bertha good loving is not to be missed. Um, I agree. Um, normally, I and I have a strong preference normally for set ones, um, but normally, whenever I f- when we do a set one, I'm like, it's not that much compared to like the length of a set two. Normally. Right. It's like okay, here's you know forty five, fifty minutes of music. Um, that's definitely not that's the a case. Big set one. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, that's definitely not the case uh, for this time around. So, um, yeah, you're getting a heavy, excellent sounding um, set one right after. Excuse me, we are done with this podcast. Looking forward, actually not looking forward. Um, Book of the Dead. Yeah. We'll go ahead and just jump in on this. Uh, for me, it is a big old fat yes. 
Um, is this the best May 77 show? Um, I think we all know it's a no. Um, mm-hmm. It's the best damn show we've listened to so far <laughs> on, on, right. on, the, on this podcast. So for me, that is a yes. How about for you, Fig? Yeah, I think anytime you get a May 77 show in this project, um, you're going to give it a yes, even if it's not the best from May 77. Uh, it's going to be a yes. Uh, so I, I might even put hell yes, just because May 77 <laughs> is that good. Uh, gosh, they are just on fire in May 77. And I have a feeling... And the Betty Nob... boards, like we talked about. Yeah, and I have a feeling if Nob was with us, he would also vote yes, in my opinion. So Yeah, yeah I'm um, kind of missing Nob on this episode. I'd like to hear yeah, what, this, what he this would be yeah. This would be a good 77. Um, this is his element here, for sure. Yeah. But yep. uh, I think he's... Let me check these set list times here real quick again. He is apparently ten. No, he's fifty minutes away oh, from sh- Bailey Strings oh. hitting the hitting the hitting the stage. Yeah, there you go. To the uh, Peach Fest. He's Keller Keller Williams. Getting his head right straight now. for Billy Strings. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, we miss you. You are on our minds though. Um, looking forward to next week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. We have the Grateful Dead at the Frost Amphitheater, uh, April 28th, 1985. This was a Sunday show. Um, for some reason, I feel like Frost Amphitheater 85 stands out for me. Um, I don't know what... I need to research this. There's something I have in my... Um, vast array of Grateful Dead media on my machines downstairs. Um, that I know one of you them... you think maybe there's some video? It's either video or... I definitely have something from Frost on my okay. machine, and something tells me it's from 85. Um, I could be a thousand percent incorrect on that, but I need to go look into that uh, before next week. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's on YouTube, but there's no video. Video. So looking There's, into yeah. sets here. Ooh, yeah, tons of steel set one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and that's like, a personal I, favorite of yours. I, Look at that short set one. Look how short that is compared to what we did. Compared to what we just listened to, it's like four songs. <laughs> yeah. This is a little baby set one. But we got Mississippi upset. Uh half step. Half step. It starts with give me some love and two, which I find. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, unironically, I love Tons of Steel. Um, and maybe that's where I've heard this show from, because I'm positive I went through, like, you know, Heady Tons versions. of Steel Sun Reddit. Let me you guys see talk here. about best Tons of Steel. The versions, Tons of Steel. Versions, yeah. Is it, is it the um, Heady versions of ton, Grateful Dead best of a thousand Tons of Steel? No. So it's apparently the best Tons of Steel was in 85 <laughs> Tons of Steel. Uh, April 8th, 1985. Oh, okay. um, Legendary. But uh, April 28th, 1985 is on the list. <laughs> and, the only, <laughs> and the only comment is Brent. So Brent! That, that makes me even more excited for All right, let's get uh, back next, to the Brent era. Um, And looking into set two. I think set band. two looks really fun. Oh my Kinda gosh. Ball, playing in the band. Drums of Space, playing in the band. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of playing yeah. in the band. Um and a crazy finger. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a bucket set to opener. 
interesting to me. That's a set one opener. So yeah, interesting. interesting. It's it's one of their best openers. So interesting. Doesn't matter where they play it. So again, next week's episode is April twenty eighth, nineteen eighty five. That was at the Frost Amphitheater in Stanford, uh, rather in Palo Alto, California, at Stanford University. Um, as always, let's go ahead here and wrap up with some bookkeeping. Please, as always, smash that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on, um, as well as please like and share this podcast with all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and even those who do not like the Grateful Dead, we would appreciate that as well. Uh, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded, uh, but not ones that rhyme with Spotify. Uh, if they rhyme with Spotify, you will not find us on that. However, on literally every other podcast downloading platform, you will. Um, you may find us on the web directly at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may find us um, in various sticky threads on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And right now, like we've mentioned earlier in this show, we are in uh, prime 2022 Dead & Company summer tour season. Um, the set list threads for each show are not to be missed. If you find yourself in front of a computer during a live Dead & Company show, please make sure you head over to reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. Uh, you will absolutely find Knob in those set lists. You will find myself as well and Fig sometimes as well. So um, absolutely worth checking out as well. And one final plug here for my Twitch channel, which is relaunching very soon. Uh, that is twitch.tv slash the GD channel. All right. That's it for our bookkeeping. Um, before we say good night, Fig, do you have any other uh, follow-ups for our uh, listeners this evening? I don't. Enjoy the May 77th show. All right, everybody. Coming up next is set number one of May 17th, 1977. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of... A Help on the Way podcast.
Don't be 
we're going to take a short break and you can too.